Hello, this is Pastor Nathaniel, and you're listening to the Edit Talk for the Eddie Walk Podcast. Here you'll find messages meant to edify and encourage God's people in the maturity, purity, and unity that comes from following Christ. From devotional thoughts to sermons from our Sunday morning services, my prayer is that the time you spend listening to this podcast will help you grow closer to our Lord and also lead you to loving others like He loves us. Let's get right to it. It doesn't take much to offend people these days. It doesn't take much for us to be offended. Offending or being offended, it's common to all of us, isn't it? We're human. All of us offend others. Oftentimes, we're just unaware we offended them. I don't know if you've done that. I've looked back and thought, oh, did I really say that? I bet that really hurt. All of us at some point in our lives have been offended. And we know because that offense hurt. The problem with all these offenses is when that hurt sits long enough in the heart, it turns to hate. Living with other people means we get hurt. And guess what? We have to live with other people, so... (laughs) At one point or another, we're going to be hurt. If the hurt is not dealt with, bitterness can set in. And that bitterness will smolder right there in our hearts and eventually destroy us or destroy our relationships. God's Word provides the solution. The solution for ourselves and for a world prone to offense, hurt, and hate. We can sum up that answer in one word. Forgiveness. We've been in a series where we talk about taking off the old self and putting on the new. This morning we're talking about putting on forgiveness. We read from Colossians chapter 3. I'm going to start with verse 8. But now you must rid yourselves of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its Creator. 
Here there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, and as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitudes in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Heavenly Father, I... I think some things might be easier to put on than others. Because we've all been offended or hurt. Lord, we all know what it feels like to have someone do us wrong. And Lord, I pray that you help us deal with it with your wisdom and your grace. Lord, I thank You for how You have forgiven us. And Lord, will You give us the strength and the grace to forgive others like You've forgiven us. I thank You for Your Word, and I I pray You help me as I preach Your Word. And Lord, help all of us open our hearts and our ears to how You want to work through us. So that others may know you and how you love. And God, I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. There's a couple Greek words for forgiveness. How about we start with the one that's in Colossians 3.13 here. That word is charizomai. It means to grant a favor or to give grace. Grace and forgiveness. It's extremely rare to have one without the other. Grace is an undeserved favor. To put it another way, we get what we don't deserve. Does any one of us deserve Forgiveness. Psalm 30, actually Psalm 130, verses 3 and 4 puts it like this. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness. So that we can, with reverence, 
serve you. Praise the Lord that we can be forgiven. And how did the Lord extend the forgiveness? How did the Lord show us grace? While we were still sinners, Christ died for us, for you and me. That's because there's not anything that any of us can do to make it right with God. We offended Him. Our sin offended Him. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. What kind of forgiveness does He show? Unlimited. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That's good news, isn't it? There's another place where we, where we see this word. What was that Greek word again? Man, you're better than me. Charizomai. Not that I'm that good. <laughs> Charizomai. Another place we see that same Greek word is in Ephesians. Chapter 4, verse 32. Again, it's so cool how consistent Paul is in his teaching and how consistent the Scripture and the Holy Spirit is in the teaching. Remember last week we were talking about compassion, grace, gentleness, and bearing with one another. In Colossians chapter 3, we went to Ephesians chapter 4, saw that in verse 2, in the same order. He didn't write those letters at the same time. And then here in Colossians chapter 3, he's talking about forgiveness. He says, and forgive as the Lord forgave you. What does Paul say in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32? Word for word. But there's a few words before it's word for word. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other. Just as in Christ, God forgave you. Well, it's not word for word, but close enough, right? You know what Paul's doing there? He picked up that command from Jesus. Sermon on the Mount. Matthew chapter 6. How does Jesus teach us to pray? Forgive us our debts or forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And then, and th then Jesus gives a little commentary in the Sermon on the Mount. He, he gives a command after He teaches how to pray that prayer. Verse 14 says this, For if you forgive men when they sin against you... Another way to put that is if you forgive people when they offend you... If you forgive people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive people their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. That's a hard teaching, isn't it? And notice that it teaches it as an absolute command from God, not a suggestion. Hey, if you're really feeling gracious on Tuesday, November 3rd, 
forgive. <laughs> hmm. Maybe the Lord gave this message on this particular day before this particular Tuesday coming up. And you know what Jesus does here? He's using the other Greek word for forgive. A fee or afikamen. What does that mean? It means to release. To set free or to let go or to leave alone. But that's not what I want to do. Because let me tell you, when I was hurt really bad nine years ago, I like to bring it up over and over and over and over again in my head. I didn't want to leave it alone. I even like to think thoughts that were violent against the people that hurt me. But what does the Scripture say? Let it go. Leave it alone. Release it. Don't worry, no violent thoughts this morning. I'm not packing. We're all good. I'm not mad at you for anything, so don't worry. You've not offended me. We all struggle with this, with forgiveness. Peter struggled with it. We read about it in... Matthew chapter 18. Actually, Peter, he was on the right track. He approached Jesus and he said to Jesus, Hey Lord, how many times? How many times can I forgive my brother? Or shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Hey, seven's pretty good, right? You mess with me once. So Peter's doing pretty good. Seven, you know, he's been a little gracious. After the first time, there was a second, third, fourth, fifth. That's pretty nice. Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. If you have the King James Version of the Bible, it says 70 times 7. And that's not an argument that Scripture doesn't line up, that it contradicts itself fooey on that argument. It's not an argument that, oh, we get to 490, then 491, I'm off the hook, that person can go to hell. That's not what it means. His forgiveness for us is unlimited. What's He going to teach us here? Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but seventy-seven times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the, the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. Now, as I read this, I'm going to give you a little commentary. 
10,000 talents. It's about 15 years worth of wages. So depending on how much this dude got paid, it was hundreds of thousands or even millions of dollars. That's a lot, right? As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. Don't miss this. Our offenses affect those we love. It didn't just affect the guy, did it? The master, and who's the master in this story? The Lord. He's going to settle accounts with us someday. This dude wasn't able to pay. So he ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold so he'd repay the debt. The servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me. Kind of lines up with last week's message, huh? Bear with me. Be patient with me. He begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him who owed him a hundred denarii. It's one day's wages. So if if I could, you can put a million dollars in this hand and a day's wage in this hand. What's that going to look like? That's right, Zach. I'm going to like this hand. If that's what I owed somebody, and they just said, you don't owe me anything anymore. You may go. That's pretty gracious. That's some kind of forgiveness. But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. He grabbed him and began to choke him. And here's where I do my best Darth Vader impression. He's choking the dude who owes him a hundred, two hundred bucks. And his fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. How's he going to do that? How can you pay the debt from prison? You'd have to work a lot of years. It'd be impossible. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and went and told their master everything that had happened. 
Something tells me the master, well, now he really knows. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In his anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay back all that he owed. Well, how is he going to do that when he's being tortured? Man, then Jesus really brings it home. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or your sister from your heart. But Lord, I try to do it softer not to scare my daughter again. But Lord, you don't understand how bad I've been offended, how wrong I've been done. I really haven't been beat up. One time, I said something that I didn't know what I say, and I offended somebody. His girlfriend broke up with him because of what I said, and I got beat up. (laughs) But not to the point of where I bled. I kind of deserve what I had coming to me that time. But Jesus didn't deserve any of the kind of offense and abuse, the name calling, the beating, the spitting on, the being nailed to a cross. And what was his response? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Yeah, but you and me, we're not Jesus, so we're off the hook, right? <laughs> But you, you don't understand because I'm wounded, so I have a right to wound. That's the trap we fall into. That we have a right to retaliate. But what kind of snowball does that start? We retaliate. The other person is hurt and offended. We... And what what did we talk about earlier? What happens to that hurt? That hurt turns into hate. But come on. This is what I like to do. I like to put people in the prison. They They owe me because they wronged me so bad. I'll just put them out. I'll find ways to get back at them. I'll find my own way to torture them. That's not the answer. He said, get rid of all anger, rage, malice, and put on forgiveness. I'm not preaching this morning so you feel rotten. I'm preaching this morning so you know 
There is hope. There's hope for any offense. And not that you have to forgive on your own. We know what His forgiveness is like, don't we? And so Him working in and through us will help us to have the strength to forgive others. It's not something we can do on our own. And guess what? It's not something that we wait for the other person to ask for. If we wait for the person who offended us to come and ask for forgiveness, we might be waiting a long time. And I'm reminded, while we were yet sinners... Christ died for us. Before we were even born to offend Him, (laughs) He died for us. So what do we do? Of course the answer is we forgive. But we don't have to forgive in our own power and our own strength. And I think when we think about our relationship with the Lord, it kind of really sets the tone for our relationship with one another. I'm going back to the verse I quoted earlier. 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sin, maybe that's what we need to do. Maybe we need to say to the person who offended us, you offended me and I've hated you for it. And I'm sorry for that. And they may not care. But we can still say, I forgive you. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. I don't know how the other person may respond, but at least we've done our part in putting on that forgiveness that we're called to put on. Because if we don't do that, what are we holding on to? We're holding on to something that will destroy us. And what do we learn from the parable? And really, if you think about it, if we hold on to something that hurts us, what are we going to do? Just so you know, hurt people hurt people. So we don't hold on to that. We release that person from the prison of our mind, the prison of our heart. And we forgive. Don't let the hurt become hate. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Father, this 
message hits home. Your word hits home here. Because what you did, Jesus, it's not easy. And what you call us to do, it's not easy. But Lord, when we do what's right, it's always not the easiest. And Lord, we know that in our own strength, following teaching like this is impossible. So Lord, help us. Maybe we need to repent and say, God, I'm sorry for my thoughts. You know my thoughts. God, I'm sorry for the hate I have in my heart for that person who hurt me. Lord, forgive me and help me. Lord, maybe Your Holy Spirit is calling us to reconciliation. To at least say to the person who offended us, you may not know this, but you hurt me. And I don't know if I can even talk about it long, but I have to say I forgive you. And maybe I did something wrong. Will you forgive me? Lord, none of us is perfect. None of us has not offended other people. But Lord, this is how your church makes a difference in this world. We live in a culture, in a country where, oh, you can't say this, you can't say that. Oh, I'm offended. And all that offense does, Lord, is continue to build hate in this country. And we see it when we turn on the TV. We see it around the world. And it's because we fell for the false teachings of the devil that we have rights, that we can't have our feelings hurt. Lord, help us. Help us take the steps to forgive. Thank you for the example you set for us. And Lord, I thank you for the time we've had together with one another in worship. May you continue to bless each of us individually and as a church as we follow you. And through it all, Lord, we'll continue to give you all the praise. And God, I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast is helpful to you, please rate us on iTunes or like our page, Springwater Church of the Nazarene on Facebook. Have a great day and more bless.